And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the rebranding and the brand new podcast, the Helping Children Learn podcast here at the Carbon Lehigh Intermediate Unit number 21. We are going to do things a little bit differently than we did the last time. We have some rotating co-hosts. Dr. Coons, you are a rotating co-host, but you're a guest today. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So my co-host today is Assistant Executive Director Kim Talapan. Hello. Hello, Dominic. I'm your main host, Dominic Barone. And our guest today, which you're now the spearhead of this whole operation, Executive Director Dr. Gregory Coons. Yeah, so hi there. Good morning. Uh, it's great to be here. So like we want to start every episode, how are you helping children learn here? So helping children learn, right? our, our motto, I'll tell you. Um, so thinking back, you know, when I first started, the, one of my first tasks was to put together an opening day speech. So in doing that, I really was thinking about this whole we have, a, we have a, a theme for this year, growing together. So I was thinking about personal and professional growth. As I like to do, I was reading up on some articles regarding personal and professional growth. So I found and I shared with the group about the seven-step seven plan for personal and professional growth that was put together by a woman by the name of Ashira Prosak. And it was in the Forbes magazine. So I shared that with the group. And it's kind of neat because we're sitting here in my office and I'm looking at an old picture. It's, uh, it was done when I was a principal um, in Luzerne County. Of, uh, it was called Linwood Elementary, the Linwood Learning Center. And when I left there to move to the next position, they put this together for me. And each branch is signed by each one of the teachers. And then on the, each branch are fingerprints that were leaves, and they're each one of the students from each one of the classes. So it, it's kind of neat, and it's it's symbolic of our of our theme of growing together. Uh, so I thought that I thought I'd just mention that. Yeah, it's a so. great mention. <laughs> yeah, this year's opening day theme is growing together. Last year's was feel the rhythm. We're not going to name the one that should not be mentioned, but COVID kind of is now. Yeah. I don't want to say gone, but. We're now getting into a, into a position where we are back to where we were before. We're mm-hmm. feeling comfortable being around people. Children are in front, or teachers are in front of their children. That is very exciting as we grow together. How did you talk to us about how this episode is about you and how we have a new executive director? How did you find yourself in this position to begin with? So uh, I was attracted to this position in CLIU uh, based on the reputation uh, of the people. I, I've known Kim yeah. for many years, um, and uh, I consider Kim a, a very good friend. Um, and Eric, Eric Leck from Curriculum, I've known him through the PAMES group, which is all the technology directors mm-hmm. from across the and state. And what's PAMES? So PAMES, Pennsylvania Instructional Media Services. I want to say, how did I do? Is that, pretty, I good. That's, yes, I <laughs> pretty good. Pretty <laughs> good. So yeah, so that that and then the, again the reputation of the staff and, and that really attracted me to the organization and I had a really warm welcome with the opening day and and just every day that I'm here I, I meet new new faces and uh, new personalities and they're all very welcoming. You met every single person. I w- in, a, I, in a way. In a way, in a way, as, as a group. But I'm, I'm trying to, that's part of what I'd like to do this year is really, you know, be visible and, mm-hmm. and, and meet up with each, each of our staff. Cool, so. cool. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about is kind of your past. And you're an intermediate unit and special education guy all throughout. 
So I wanted to talk to you about what you said in your opening day speech. This really is something that you have been influenced to do from a very early age. And can you just talk about your parents a little bit? Oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure um, talking about my parents. They, we, I, I grew up as the fourth of five children, and I have two brothers and two sisters. And as, as part of that, my parents were, you know, they're, they're, you talk about nurturing. You talk about growing up in a family with, you know, it was rare. It's rare these days to have two parents that are, you know, together throughout the whole thing and supporting us. Um, and they were amazing, and they, they taught us how, how to share how to live off of you know limited resources? I mean, because with five kids, you you know you run out of stuff pretty quick. Hand me downs. I was talking about the, the old jeans that I would get. Hand me downs of hand me downs from my two older brothers. So yeah, multiple right. patches on there. But looking at you know my parents, it really inspired me to get into the field of education and human services. Was my dad was a social worker at the White Haven Center, and my mother was a teacher of uh, hearing impaired within the hearing impaired program at Myers. High school, which was part of Luzerne Intermediate Unit, so I grew up, you know, with with both of them, really showing us how to, you know, really uh, respect um, and advocate for people with disabilities. Kim, what is it like for you? You had Dr. Elaine I for thirteen years, yes. and in the world of superintendency and executive director, that's like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. I we see superintendents come and go in two or three years. What are you most excited about? What are some things you're looking from him or that you're looking to do with him? First, welcome. We are so glad that <laughs> you were with us, Greg. Um, you know, Greg, during getting to know him even more through this process, you know, really exudes a, a deep passion for the intermediate units, the network that we have, being innovative, entrepreneurial in, in, in essence. And, you know, Dr. I, you know, set the stage for this organization and really saw us through really difficult times with the pandemic. And as you pointed out, Dominic, you know, we're ready to roll. We're ready to go again. We're ready to grow together and we're going to help children learn. And I think that's what I'm most excited about. Greg has his eye on the future and, you know, we are going to work together to see where the next stage is for the Carbonly High Intermediate Unit. So you are, you both are now taking over this new vehicle. What are some things that you are bringing from the Schuylkill County IU, which is where you were an executive director for how many years? So I was there approximately six and a half years. And what are some things that you feel very strongly about that you want to bring from there and bring it here Mm -hmm. and amplify it? So one thing is looking at leadership. I've always been a, you know, such... You know, so passionate about leadership and and doing, doing right by students. You know, helping students to to have all the resources they need, and advocating for those students who otherwise can't advocate for themselves. You know, and helping them through. Mm-hmm. So a couple things. Um, really, it starts with the leadership team. You know, is is let you know letting our our leaders really allowing them to demonstrate their specialization in each area. I, mm-hmm. I that really excites me just to see them. To, to continue to grow our programs and, you know, for the benefit of our students. That's one piece. Community partnerships. That's something I learned in going through my, my last position is it's so important to work with your community uh, for the benefit of students. Um, and the other piece is advocacy, you know, looking at those legislators who are out there who can help support all those important bills and, you know, and, and, and helping us to get the funding we need for our students and for our schools. Mm-hmm. 
speaking on that, this is a very robust IU from what I understand. Obviously, I'm, a, I'm, the, I'm the new guy in town. Um, are you excited to see all of these more, all these programs that maybe you might not have had at the Schuylkill IU? Yes. So uh, there were a couple in particular. So the behavioral, behavioral health program. It's wonderful to see that we have a program in place here. It's something I was hoping to put together at Schuylkill IU, but we had a couple roadblocks along the way. Sure. But as you know, mental health is by far one of mm-hmm. our prior, biggest priorities right now. As a result of the pandemic, we realize the importance yeah. of that. So that's definitely one of the areas. Transportation, we did not run that at my last position. So uh, that's exciting to me as well, uh, working with Randy Perry and, mm-hmm. and the uh, transportation department there. So those were two, two of the big areas. Also, I have to tell you, the special education department's much larger than uh, we had as well, because we're yeah. serving 14 districts as compared to 12. Um, and we have a lot more programs in place between early intervention and school age. So, you know, yeah. Greg, you know, one of the observations I've made early on is that you, you look for your leadership team and, you know, those around you um, to look for you know, small wins. So can you tell the community, you know, how you value small wins? Mm-hmm. So this is something that I, I am very passionate about is, you know, it's celebrating those accomplishments uh, along the way. We often dwell on the thing that did not go right in the given day, right? So we get through the whole day and there's just one thing that didn't go well and then we, we dwell on that for, for the rest of the day, maybe even for the whole week. So this is, you know, I really encourage in our first cabinet meeting, I sat down with everybody and I said, I, I would like you to keep track of those small wins throughout the school year. And I said, you'll be amazed when you get to the end of the school year, the hundreds of small wins that you have. And I also talked to the whole staff at opening day about really, you know, celebrating the accomplishments along the way with your students, um, you know, and across across all the programs. So. And one of the things that I, I, I've been telling people like Maya Geiger, some of the other social workers, some of the, spe- uh, the ESIs, the emotional support interventionists is you see it every single day. So... It might not mean anything to you, but for a person like me who's not an educator and I see some of the things that these teachers are doing, it's incredible. My favorite story so far at the IU, not that they're not all special and they're all beautiful, mm-hmm. but it, Russell Watkins at Panther Valley High School and a student named Gabriel who was nonverbal with autism and but reads a cue card very well. So they created a little weather forecast for him and I barely found out about it because for them, it was just another way to try to get their students to be um, emotionally involved and active and communicative. And then once I got there and I shot a little video for them and it spiraled. It ended up going to all these news stations that I, that I sent it out to and we ended up getting this kid, Gabe, in front of a green screen at WBRE. So... I think it's so cool that, you know, that, and now it was a major milestone for Gabe, but for the teachers, you know, who have been doing it now, Russell's young, so he hasn't been doing it for 20, 30 years, but even for him, it's just what he does. He doesn't look for people like me to bring in a camera. And so maybe when you were at the Google IU, what were some small W's that you can remember like these ones with Gabe? 
So one, and I know that CLIU has been involved with this, was with the uh, My Bike program. So My Bike, My Device. So um, I would say Variety. We partnered with Variety uh, of Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, um, and we raised over $300,000 worth of equipment for students. And we made it eligible to any student with uh, a disability across the county regardless of whether they attended IU programs. And I felt that was that really was a, a, a huge win in going through. And even during the pandemic, we did distribution where it was almost like a drive-through. Uh, yeah, we did the same were, thing here. Yeah, that was, that was, so, yeah, it was great. Yeah. So I, I really consider that one of, one of the, the big wins that we had. I was going to say, that sounds there. like a yeah. big win, <laughs> not a small win. That's a yes. big one. Mm-hmm. So that, that was one. Um, I got involved with, this was really a neat project, but it had to do with connectivity because I, I think we can all remember everything was on back order as far as devices when the pandemic set in. I mean, we were also having issues with uh, uh, different residences having any kind of connectivity. There were some that had zero. Uh, very remote areas, uh, suburb, as you know, very suburban out there in, in Schuylkill County. So we had this really cool project called Unplugged Connections. So it was called Unplugged Connections. And we used these devices called Raspberry Pis uh, to, <laughs> load, to load information. And it, you could hook up four to five devices in each house uh, household by doing this. Uh, we ended up doing this, launching this with early intervention. Mm-hmm. And it was so neat. It was it was really so cool to see um, to do that. So we deployed again. This is small scale, but it was forty devices we got out there to the families for that. So I think you know it. it, You you, something that I'm passionate about too is this connectivity because broadband connectivity. You don't realize it's really utility. Just like you have power or anything else, you must have this day and age. Mm -hmm. You must have internet. Mm -hmm. So that's another piece. So I I actually. That with my passion with that, I was asked to chair a broadband task force. So I was really, you know, we worked with different internet service providers to help them go through the application process. To yeah, these are sounding like bigger W's and smaller W's. Yeah. Right. My small W's, yeah. I just got in my own office, and that's like to me, like I made it, Mom, I did it. Uh, yeah, no, you're killing it over there. That's awesome. Any small W's from you in the past, like year and a half, two years? Well, I, I I think that uh, some uh, some aside from making it through a uh, global virus, right, <laughs> right, right, which I think is a big W for everyone in the community. Yes. Uh, you know, I think Lassie. I though some may think that you know she's a big win, but you know I was just a small you know piece of bringing Lassie, uh, and I had the opportunity to see Dr. Uh, Short today. Uh, so oh, cool. I do, yes, I do. And, you know, we Tell are, us who Lassie is. Oh, Lassie is our facility dog that is located at the Lehigh Learning and Achievement School, and Dr. Monica Short um, is um, Lassie's mom as well as her main handler. And Lassie has a very important job. She's there to support our students as well as our staff on a day-to-day basis. And Lassie has really impacted lives and, you know, who she touches. So we are going to be uh, researching bringing an additional facility dog uh, to the Carpenter Lehigh Intermediate Unit. So I think that's a, that's a good win. Yeah, my like I said, my little win right now is just getting with my own office. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's, 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 I visited the office. It's a just, mess right now. Don't, yeah. don't walk in. It's a good uh, win. So before we end this podcast, is there anything you would like to add that we just haven't asked? I mean, you are coming into a, a treadmill that's going 25 miles an hour already and trying to make your way while keeping traditions. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you're thinking or that you've wanted to yeah. say? 
So I so yes yeah, so in the last I, two weeks I'm very I'm extremely thankful of the leadership. Honestly, uh, looking back at prior leadership mm-hmm. and how, like for example, Dr. Ibe and and how she really uh, put a great team together. So that's a, a whole piece, and I, I really look forward to meeting everyone and getting out to see the programs, get, getting out to see the students. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really a goal of mine for this year, again, to be visible. And I, again, I, I really look forward to this opportunity. Why is it so important for an executive director to be visible? Because not everyone gets to see that. So um, I, I, I've, in the past, you know, you can, you can hear of the leaders that stay behind closed doors or, you know, in, in their offices. I, I, I want to see as with my leadership style, I want to see the impact that we're having. I want to know that the impact, and I also, when you're out there and you're, you're seeing it firsthand, you'll also see what the needs are. And believe it or not, people won't mind sharing with you what, <laughs> what kind of needs oh, they have. Oh, sure they don't, right? <laughs> so what kind of resources they need or whatever else. And I, I like to hear that firsthand. I don't, I don't shy away from that. I'd rather be there face-to-face, and hear what the needs are, right? Yeah, and Greg already started that process. You know, he visited many of the locations at first day in service, mm-hmm. was able to connect with staff, yes. and staff learned that he has many stories to tell. So they for do. those who will be getting to see him in the next few weeks, you will hear lots of stories. Yeah. Dr. Craig's story time or what? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you both for so much for coming on. Kim being a rotating co-host, we're going to be seeing more of this, and This episode airs every first Tuesday of the month. Okay, thank you both so much. Thanks again. Thanks, Dominic.